And you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. Now, the pandemic has been a challenge for all of us. But for children and young people, it has been even more disruptive as they've missed out on all sorts of things from face-to-face classes, meeting their peers and social activities, a whole host of things. But now we see a light at the end of the tunnel with the easing of some of the restrictions from next month. And it's great to know that plans being put into place for this summer. Let me welcome Keon Lee, the General Manager from Faust International Youth Theatre in Hong Kong, who has news of some exciting activities for young people coming up this summer. Good afternoon to you, Keon. Good afternoon. Great to have you Uh, on the programme. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. There's so much I want to talk to you about because we have so many different types of programmes that we want to offer to kids in Hong Kong. And uh, I know, you know, We've done our best during the past couple of months, you know, doing online learning, uh, doing all sorts of online programs. But, you know, as much as we can learn from these online programs, it's great to be back in person for the summer and to do things in person. Absolutely. When we do our online classes, we could see that the number one thing that the children miss, other than obviously education and so on it's the interaction between uh students it's the social it's the social factor uh you know in our classes uh when we went online you know we noticed that the kids really wanted to talk to each other during the break times they want to say hello they love playing activities together and it's it would be really great to have that back for the summer Yeah. Now, the plan that you, it's it's quite an extensive plan throughout the summer that you put together. Now, this is on the basis that we hope that, you know, fingers crossed that it's all going to be open by that time. Yes. But is there a kind of contingency that if, say, something changes, then there'll still be things available? Yes. So, you know, we have our creative writing, we have our summer theatre and musical theatre. Those are our three main programmes. And then we also have specialized programs on Saturdays. Uh, so in the event, though, that we have to go online if things get locked down again, we'll continue to provide these programs online. So all of our teachers have had experience teaching online now. We've done that for the past couple of months. And I know that teaching online is not, you know, not many teachers' first preference when mm-hmm. it comes to these mm-hmm. things. Uh, uh, but obviously we have to pivot and try our best to provide, you know, creative programs for the students. And actually some of these programs have worked really well and flourished online. Uh, for example, comic illustration, uh, creative writing, those are programs that could easily tra- translate to being online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are some things like stage fighting. That might be a little bit <laughs> difficult to do online, but, uh, you know, that, that's when we have to pivot and change and offer parents you know, different options for their children if they sign up for those. Okay. Well, let's run through some of the things that you've got. So you mentioned that there's kind of three main areas that you're looking at. Um, so do you want to just, you know, feast? <laughs> we can feast on all of those activities. Tell us what's happening. Sure, of course. Uh, for so, so for our summer theater program, that's a week-long program for children uh, ages 3 up to 16. So for the 3 to 4-year-olds, you know, they're, lear- they're learning basic skills and they're per- learning to present uh, in front of their parents. So we have parents come in on the last day. So it's one parent per child coming in 
and we share with them all the different drama skills that they've learned. For ages four and above, though, uh, those children will prepare a performance by the end of the week. So we meet them on the first day, get to know them, get to know their strengths and weaknesses and what they're interested in. And we have a library Mm -hmm. of different scripts that we have available. And we choose which one would fit best for those children. So we meet the kids on the first day and uh, this group would be great for them to do a, a more comedic role. Or these kids, we meet them on the first day and they're very active. We, we want to focus something uh, that's a bit more movement-based. Uh, so we get the script, start working on, on it from Tuesday to Friday. And on the last day, we present uh, in front of our parents. So it's really like a real rush during the week. So it's something that the kids can look forward to and work up towards. So how many people and are in that group? Are they quite? How many children would you have in that session? So in the before times, you know, we would have uh, a few more students in the classroom, but uh, in the studio. But obviously, with COVID and concerns, we've actually decreased uh, the number of students in the class. So say a group of four to five-year-olds, we have about 16 maximum, as opposed to 18. Uh, We'd have uh, 16 to 18 children, depending on the size of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so on. So usually we would have, you know, up to 24, uh, 26 in a room, but we, we've reduced right. from that considerably. That's to make right. sure that it's it's not too crowded. Mm-hmm. And the and these sessions, I mean, just for the children themselves. Obviously, it looks sounds like great fun, but huge number of skills there are being taught, and it's just about building confidence and getting out there for them to be able to present and do these things, isn't it? Yes, it's it's so great uh, because with drama, especially, you know, the children are, you know, they're learning performance skills. So they're learning, <clears throat> excuse me, how to project their voice, how to stand confidently on stage and how to stand on stage so that the, so that the audience can see them clearly and they can, you know, perform the characters and say their and perform the role uh, and tell the story. Like one of the key things that uh, my boss, Matthew Gregory, the founder of uh, mm-hmm. Faust, mm-hmm. you know, he always said when we're preparing a production, remember to tell the story. It doesn't matter how you look in costume or uh, who's got the most lines. Focus on telling the story mm-hmm. yeah. and then everything just kind of falls away. That's right. And that's something that we really want to, you know, make sure that the children have those opportunities to tell really exciting, fun stories. You know, stories where we prioritize empathy and friendship. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of work over the last couple of years trying to choose stories where the focus is on those things, on empathy, on friendship, on building a community together. Uh, and uh, a bit less, there's some sword fighting, but not, not all the time. You know <laughs> I what think I mean? the sword fighting is part is a central part of it. I'm sure they enjoy that thoroughly. <laughs> so that's, that's really good. I mean, I think that's that's a super sort of um, session because I can I can see that those skills are essential because they take those skills with them in the future, don't they? In all sorts of things that they do. Exactly, uh, and uh, I actually because we've been around for over 20 years, uh, you know. We've actually kept in contact with a lot of former students who have gone off to university. You know, oh, quite a right. few of them have, have gone on to study performing arts and uh, have been successful in the performing arts. 
Uh, and there's others who, you know, completely gone off somewhere else, being a lawyer. But those being, skills would uh, still be used. Absolutely. And I know that our work at FAUST makes a difference uh, with children because, you know, they tell us themselves, like, you know, what they've learned from our classes, you know, uh, really emphasizing on working together as a team, uh, learning that having that level of confidence that no matter what happens, you know, the show must go on, that they work together to present. And it's just really great. Actually, I have a, I keep a, let me, hang on a second. You might not, this is a radio show, so. I know, that's all right. You can't see this. Okay, but I, I can have, just describe. Just you, you can see. Okay, you've got a collage. I have a poster. Yeah, a poster, a yeah. collage poster with lots of different students and people in there who have got posters. Oh, they've got, they're holding pictures of their children, right? Uh, yes. They're holding up pictures of themselves when they were children. Uh, oh, right. So you oh, can see here, okay. there's like Esme, who's, uh, who, who had been fast for years. She's now a teacher herself. She's wow. an educator. She's a really great one. Uh, this guy over here, I forgot his name, but he, he was a, he was a magician. Uh-huh. And now he's like, he's a businessman in China, but he's, he, he performed oh, magic tricks for us when, uh, when he was a kid. And there's so many. Uh, she's uh, a musical theater performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's studying lighting uh, and uh, tech, uh, lighting in, uh, in the in productions in uh, Australia. They're all great. They're That's all wonderful. fantastic. So and great memories and great schools great that they, they, they've never forgotten their, their time at Faust doing these things. That's amazing. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. So, so tell me, yeah, so you've got that. What other, what other um, activities? Yes. So in addition to summer theater, we have creative writing. Uh, so that's where, you know, we really, you know, rather than uh, getting kids to fill out worksheets and having them, uh, having their work be academically assessed, you know, they will get that at school and in other programs. But in creative writing, we really want them to express themselves and make sure that they have a chance to tell their stories. And one of the one one of the most common pieces of feedback we get from parents is that they're amazed by the amount of writing that our kids do uh, in the courses. And it's because we really prioritize what they're interested in. Mm. And once they know, oh, I can write about my silly character and story, they'll just, it's like something gets uncorked and they'll just write and write and write. Uh, and, and we encourage that and we really try to get them to uh, you know, make sure that their writing there is clear, it's effective, and because it's their story, they're invested in what they're writing. Yeah, I think uh, it's that so creating that excitement that you were talking about. Because do you find, I mean, that quite a few children obviously um, are playing games, are doing other things, and the writing perhaps is not so. Obviously, in school they must be doing the writing, but that is a major skill that they really need to grasp, isn't it? And that's something that perhaps with other things that are going on in their life, it's not something that's on the top of the list sometimes. Yes, it's so. It's an essential skill. Uh, Learning, learning how to write is just, I feel that is an essential skill to, uh, to be successful in any area of life. You need to be able to express yourself. You need to be able to find the right words. Even if you're not a writer or not, you're not doing a job that requires much writing. If you don't know how to express yourself, if you don't know how to say the right words, find, find the sentence that 
speaks to you, that, that you're able to express what's inside. I, I feel like, I feel like you're, you're like losing a limb. You're like mm-hmm. losing an ability mm-hmm. that's essential to human beings. Absolutely. And children, and children, you know, they're open, they're vulnerable. They want to share these things. They want to be able to express themselves. And we need to give them those tools so that they can be successful human beings. No, absolutely great. Okay, so that's the writing. I'm going to tick that box. And that's definitely <laughs> one that I think, you know, people need to go into. And uh, what else is there? Uh, so there is musical theater, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that's, Musical theater is so much fun, uh, and we have a great bunch of musical theater teachers who are experienced, who have musical theater uh, performance training themselves, uh, and uh, one of them has actually been on stage uh, in the production of The Gruffalo that was in Hong Kong recently. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, and we have other people who have, who have performed on stage, uh, and they're going to be bringing in you know, uh, lots and lots of different musical theater exercises and uh, and build a performance towards the end of the week. So these are for slightly older children, uh, ages eight to fifteen, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it just you know gives a chance for the, for children to you know act. Thing and dance. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds super. So the summer theatre you've got, and that's ages 3 to 16. The creative writing is for 6 to 14-year-olds. Musical theatre, 8 to 15. And then you've got the yeah. um, special Saturday workshops too. Yes. So for the special Saturday workshops, these are uh, one-off workshops that we do on Saturday. So they just do it. Uh, for half a day or all day if, if that option is made available. And this is where very specialist uh, uh, workshops uh, themes are worked on. For example, we have stage fighting, we have <laughs> acting for film, you know, working on comic illustration, improv and comedy. Uh, and we also have one called Summer Storytime, which is great for parents of younger children. So these are for ages four to seven. Uh, so uh, kids come in and they spend like half a day. We we work on one book and we tell the story together. They do activities based on that story. So that you know you might do the uh, Gruffalo and you know tell the story of what it's like going through going through the forest, and the kids get to act it out. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds fantastic. How have you found, um, Keon, that, you know, uh, uh, is there a real appetite now? Because I can imagine that, you know, after the pandemic and after being sort of closed in the house for so long that kids were just pretty dying to get out there and do these things. What kind of feedback have you had so far? Uh, so, like exactly like you said, the kids are like dying to have interaction yeah. and, you know, they want to have action and movement. They're you know, they're bored at home. They want to do things where they can be with other other children. Uh, so we've been doing this, these online classes for a while. And, you know, I've been doing role-playing exercises with them, uh, doing comic illustration, and they just love that interaction, love when, when they get to share their ideas and talk to each other. Uh, and, you know, they... And to be able to do that in person, I feel like they can't wait to be in person to have 
to just let let be let loose uh, in a studio together and and just play. Yeah, you must be feeling it too, actually, because I mean, you know, being in charge of some of these things for you, the reward is seeing children get through these courses and really enjoy themselves and. And, you know, it's that fun that you have to witness to know that you're doing the job right, you know. But it sounds super. Now, is it quite complicated? What to, if, if people are interested um, in getting their kids on board for this, what's the best thing for them to do? They, they go just to your website and the registry. What do they do? Yes, the, it's, the registration is all online. Uh, you go to www.bastworld.com. That's F-A-U-S-T. The link is on my Facebook page too. If people want to have a look at the brochure, they can have a look at it on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all the information is on there, the, 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 the options available. Right now, uh, we have uh, workshops in Chengwan and Dai Wai. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, no, sorry, not Dai Wai. Um, uh, Taiku. Taiku Shing. Mm-hmm. Taiku My mm-hmm. apologies. Uh, but we're, you know, we're just waiting to hear back from a couple of venues uh, to have other uh, other options available. Uh, so we'll announce that as soon as we hear hear back from a couple of venues. Uh, and just to go back on a little bit on what you said, it's a, you know, it's a privilege being being a teacher, especially uh, in the creative arts, where you know we get to provide all of these really fun, exciting activities for children and families. No, I'm sure it is. And and I just I was just looking at the dates. So you're pretty much really um they kick off what in June, but you had some other things going on in April as well, didn't you? Is it too late for people to sign up on those? Oh no, it's not too late. Uh we are so registration is open for term three. Mm-hmm. Uh that starts uh from April twentieth onwards. So these are weekly classes. Yeah. And in term three, uh the once you join we immediately start working on a performance so that after about eight or nine weeks at uh, the end of term uh, we, we, we will invite parents to come into the studio uh, to watch their children put on a show so that's what we're doing uh, from April to June so there's lots of activities going on. Well, that sounds uh, yeah. sounds absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, more than anything else, one, the kids really just need to be out and about now, hopefully, all fingers crossed. And <laughs> and I think the most essential part of it is that, seriously, it's the skills that they pick up. It's not only the, the social interaction that they get, but the amazing skills that, and confidence that, that they get from some of these workshops and the, and the courses. They sound fantastic. What's your most favorite yeah. one here? I mean, you know, if going back to your childhood, if you could do one, apart from the stage fighting now, um, <laughs> well, I see the stage fighting seems to be one that's going to be one that's going to have loads and loads of people saying, yes, I want to do that one. So what would you say? What's your favorite then, Keon? What would you have gone for if, going back a number of years? <laughs> Oh my God! I, oh, you asked an impossible question. <laughs> um, I, I would do it all because, uh, and that's what I studied at university. I actually studied uh, English literature and drama, uh-huh. uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> and I also wanted to become a comic artist. And you, uh, you I, are. I, I I've, I've noticed your Facebook page. <laughs> and uh, it's it's there's just I, drama would be doing the drama because. At the end of the day, for me, my favorite memory is like the drama. It pulled 
it took me out of my shell. It, it went from me because I was incredibly shy. You wouldn't know it talking to me now, but <laughs> as a child, I was really, really shy. It was my drama teachers that really helped me, you know, get solid footing, uh, helped me be confident and be able to express myself. And they made a major difference in my life. And that's what, you know, I want to provide for children in Hong Kong, uh, along with the rest of our fantastic team. Well, I think you're pretty much doing it anyway. But if anyone wants to find out more, then just go along to the website. If you want to go to my Facebook page, all the details are there. Um, Keon, thank you so much for your time today. The courses sound lovely. I'd love to enlist. I'd love to get on it. <laughs> but I think, you know, let's Great. just let's just have fingers crossed and let's just hope that things can work and and you don't have any problems at all and kids can see each other and go and have fun. Yes. So. Fingers crossed, knocking on wood. Uh, Absolutely. I, I try everything thank you very much for your time today and i wish you luck with those courses all right thank you thank you very much